0: Hello and welcome to the Pursuing Progress podcast episode 25, where we have honest conversations to help us fall forward. And today we're going to be continuing on with our The Purpose Driven Life series onto day two. And yeah, and day two holds a quite interesting topic um, of the whole notion of you are not an accident, uh, you are here for a particular purpose. And like this is. I think, a very fitting, like, follow-on from the, f- you know, from the first uh, day and the first, re- you know, reflection of, you know, um, if there is a purpose, we should let God kind of set it for us. But I think the next question that, you know, needs to be addressed is, you know, yeah, like, were we created for a purpose to begin with? And this is such a kind of big question to to tackle because it's so kind of loaded and so um there's so many yeah cans of worms to be open with this kind of discussion because as we kind of think objectively and bigger picture and you take a kind of you know bird's eye view of the whole thing like if we weren't created for a particular purpose then our you know our quest to find purpose and and meaning would be meaningless um you know, if we're not created for a purpose and we try to find it, we're just not living to what we're meant to be created for. And that's a really, you know, uh, really not dark place, but really kind of, um, really emotional drain, emotionally draining kind of place to, you know, to realize and look around and, you know, and think that everything is so meaningless. Although there's, you know, moments of joy and happiness that you may, kind of experience with friends and whatever kind of events. But you know, it just gets really depressing when, you know, you see all around you and you realize that, you know, it's all kind of meaningless and it comes comes to an end. Um and so it is such a big question and you know, there's tons of debates online on YouTube and whatever forum um, about this whole notion and you know, why everything makes sense with God in the picture uh, rather than trying to, you know, set our own purpose and, and whatnot. And so, yeah, to introduce the topic, I guess, I think we all, I don't know um, if it's just me or I think maybe other, <laughs> others of you have kind of gone about life and think, you know, like, what am I doing here? Am I just, just here because, or, um, Or am I here just, yeah, by accident? Like, I'm not really meant to be here. Um, Like, for me, like, I think knowing that, you know, my parents were in a very kind of unstable and unhappy marriage and having an eight-year age gap between me and my sister, I think just putting two and two together, you know, I'm no, you know, detective, but I think, you know, this, it just seems like... I definitely was not planned and, you know, I think people, whether you've had similar, you know, similar stories to tell, you just feel like, like, you know, you're an accident, like, you know, you were unplanned and, you know, most people kind of joke about it and can laugh about it and, um, you know, to have that kind of dark sense of humor, but yeah, I think some of us may feel that way. Like, you know, you know, where we'll probably say like, I wish I was never born or like, I didn't have any say in, you know, being born. You know, if you're going through a really rough time or really, um, yeah, stressful time, um, you, yeah. I think, yeah, like I've heard stories of people just say like, I wish my parents never made me because I'm going through all this kind of really tough and terrible kind of circumstances. And yeah, so I think this whole question is something that people really um, have to grapple with and really work through um, because it's, you know, people have all these different circumstances all over the world and, you know, different situations, different challenges and different, you know, amounts of trauma that they go through and it's going to shape the way that they see things and kind of work things out as well. And so it becomes this really kind of lifelong journey, um, this wrestle, um, with kind of trying to find purpose and meaning and some sort of, yeah, value in, in the things you do. But as, yeah, but as we look through, um, I think the Bible's picture and what God has to say about, you know, our, our purpose and meaning and, and what we're doing here, we'll really kind of shed a light on, um, yeah, like the bigger picture of you know what we've been created for, and so, um, yeah, so that we can live meaningful lives while we're here uh, for a, for an eternal purpose. And um, yeah, there's several verses throughout the Bible that talks about how, um, yeah, like how God was just, yeah, there, like He knew you deeply way before. Um, you know, the beginning of time, or even before your, you know, parents conceived you, like He already knew all these things about you. And so, from Psalm, you know, one thirty nine verse thirteen, uh, it says, "For You created my inmost being; You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise You because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful; I know that full well." And so, just this yeah, just having that kind of perspective of, hey, God's created you for, um, a particular person, he's made you wonderfully, he's made you, um, yeah, fearfully, um, yeah, and you're not here by, you know, random chance, and you're not here, you know, because a bunch of, you know, molecular atoms smashed together, and here you are, um, I think that, that view of the world, like I've listened to all the kind of debates and discussions around, you know, science and big bang theory and, and all those sorts of things. I think when you come down to this line of, Hey, like all we are, are just, you know, we, we just were formed out of random chance from all these molecules smashing together because, you know, we are made of, um, all these elements that are kind of, um, you know, prevalent, um, in, um, you know, in the world, so we're made up of carbon and oxygen and hydrogen and nitrogen, and it's the same thing that we you know find in the world. So, you know, it just makes sense that you know we just smash together through through the elements. And but as you kind of dig that, dig deeper into that, like it on the surface, like it makes sense. It's a really strong correlation that we see. Um, you know, the kind of um, abundance and the kind of percentages of those elements that we're uh, made of like that correlation is really strong. So, um, it makes sense to make that statement for sure, but you dig down deep, deeper into it. You just kind of, um, yeah, think through all this stuff you experience as a human, you know, your emotions, love, hate, you know, anger, peace, and all these emotions and relating and, and all these like really good and great kind of human qualities or, or things of the human nature that really, speaks to, you know, what it feels like to be human, you know, more human than, you know, the animals that we see around us, you know? So I think just inside of you, although, you know, you want to, you know, logic your way out of it, but like something inside knows that there's something more than just, we're something more than just, you know, atoms smashed together. And there, there is this, yeah, there is this kind of internal purpose that we all have. And, you know, when we, when we're devoid of it, we sink into, you know, depression and anxiety and, you know, suicidal thoughts. And so I think there is a notion of, yeah, we are created for a particular purpose. And so, so it's not to, you know, discount the people that believe that, you know, where atoms match together, because, you know, if they look at the science and all, you know, the biology and whatnot, like it's plausible, of course, like, you know, all these all the correlations that we make, you know, in science and, and research, you know, they're plausible connections, they're plausible, um, relationships. But I think as we kind of face that question and face the reality of our experience, I think there's just something that doesn't quite line up, you know, um, it just doesn't give you a P value, uh, under 0.05. Um, anyway, research joke. Um, and so, yeah, as you kind of go down those kind of thoughts and lines of logic, I think you just kind of run into dead ends thinking that we're just here by random chance. Um, you just hit dead ends of like, Hey, this isn't Mike's life experience. Hey, this isn't, um, what I know to be true. Um, and so it is a wrestle to, it is still definitely a conversation to, to have, um, because it's, yeah, it's not like, you know, we're in the world where we can't just dismiss each other, but I think we need to you bring back the art of conversation and being able to have, you know, civil discourse, like you're not going to fully agree with everyone. Otherwise you're going to live under this. Otherwise we're all robots programmed to believe the same thing. You know, we're humans with, you know, a conscience to be able to, um, you know, think for ourselves and, and, you know, do have that free choice to do whatever. And so that's, that's a beauty of human nature. Um, and the free choice, that's given to us. Um, and so, yeah, we're not all going to believe the same thing. We're not programmed and all the same. Um, yeah, you know, we have our own conscience, so we should really express that and really like embrace that, um, as, as humans. And so, um, yeah, definitely something to, yeah, like think about and kind of dig deeper into, um, yeah, because I think it's really worth thinking about cause it's kind of has implications for, for your whole life <laughs> and, I think it's something really important to, yeah, to really, um, have clarity around otherwise. Um, yeah, I think you would just continue going about life just aimlessly and just, yeah, letting the days go by and yeah, the people that, you know, currently do that are just miserable and something inside them kind of, um, is dying and something's just really uncomfortable when, when they're in that sort of position, you know, they're not being productive or they're not working towards a goal. Um, I think there's something, there's definitely something to that. Um, yeah. And so, so the book and the reflection goes, yeah, kind of presses that point even deeper of, of purpose and, um, how God has really planned every, everything, um, of your life. And so your race, your color, what, what, you know, um, what country you're going to live in, what family you have, what your circumstances are, and, and you know, your friendship groups and and whatnot. And so in Acts, in the book of Acts, uh, in the New Testament, in the Bible, chapter 17, verse 26, says, From one man he made all the nations, that they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so that they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him, though he is not far from any one of us. For in Him we live and move and have our being, as some of your own own poets have said. We are His offspring, and so, so everything that, you know, from what, yeah, we see from the passages, from everything that you have before you, or you know, all the experiences you've had, or the people you've seen, um, is all, you know, appointed. Um, it was meant. It was meant to happen um you know you're you're here because you're meant to be here you're not meant to be born in you know 2050 or you know nineteen 1950 um yeah you're t- born to be like here right now and and that's like such a I think liberating promise um from God knowing that you yeah like you're not here by accident you're not a you're not a freak accident you're not um, you know, just this experiment gone wrong, I I suppose, like, I think everything went right, and, and you're here, and, and definitely, like, you know, you want to wish for better circumstances, of course, um, you know, there, there is chronic illness in the world, there is, um, eternal illness, there is kind of, you know, trauma and domestic violence, and, you know, solved and all this kind of, yeah, really messy stuff that makes life really terrible to live. Um, and you know, that is the effect of, you know, the brokenness and, and sin of humans, um, our rebellion of God against God. And this is, you know, what it amounts to. And this is, you know, what happens when we try to run, run the world our way. Um, and yeah, like it just further adds to the argument of like, I think, you know, when, when people kind of try to argue about, um, you know, why can't I just go about life and you know, determine my own purpose and, you know, through my own experience and, you know, I think really explore morality as I experience it. And like, I think, just knowing how limited someone is in, in regards to understanding the world, I know people can travel and, you know, visit all the countries and, and continents of the, of the planet, but I think in, in terms of understanding the world, understanding, you know, the universe, our understanding has just kind of just scratched the tip of the iceberg in, you know, in, in using that kind of um, metaphor. And it's, I think it's a lot to put on yourself to say, like, your collective experiences have, you know, got you to this enlightenment and got you to this place where you can definitively say that your cause and your purpose is this, you know, really pure and really good um, purpose and and goal in life. Because it's, it's hard for any human to really say that, um... You know, any ruler, any um, person in authority that promises that they will, you know, deliver you know, good or kind of bring good to a certain community, like evil will always be present. There will always be crime present. There will always um, be people that get hurt, um, you know, in those communities. And so it's just this grapple of like, you know, we want to elevate ourselves to something good. Um, and, and, you know, feel like we're in control of everything. And there was this, um, there's this presentation by Ravi Zacharias, which is, who's just this kind of brilliant kind of evangelist and, um, and speaker for the Christian faith. And I think, you know, he was speaking at, I think, yeah, like a kind of public event. And one of the people in the crowd asked him, you know, you know, what is your problem with subjective morality? morality. Like why, why is it so bad that, um, you know, you're so against, you know, people just trying to, you know, figure out their own morality and, you know, through their experiences and like he goes through a very detailed answer, but I think the first like statement that he makes was really kind of excellent and very spectacular. Like he asked the, you know, the guy who asked the question, um, like, do you lock your doors at night? And he's like, well, yes. And then there was just that moment of realization of, hey, like, yeah, like (laughs) if you did, you know, leave everyone to their own devices, like I don't think you would feel as safe. (laughs) Um, You just have this kind of um, default kind of urge or instinct to want to secure, um, you know, your home, your, you know, one of the biggest investments that you have or one of your more precious properties, I I suppose. And you want to lock it. You want to install security systems because, you know, to prevent people breaking in and and stealing stuff or damaging it. And, you know, you bring, you take out home insurance as well. Um, Home and content insurance. And yeah, it's just this kind of wonderful picture of, yeah, like if you really want to elevate, you know, humans to kind of the, um, the standard of morality, I think we're going to be in for quite a bad time. <laughs> um, and yeah, like that, yeah, that statement, like it goes on for a, you know, a good, like 10 minutes about it. I think, you know, unpacking that question and, um, answering it deeply. I think it's, it's on YouTube. You can go check it out. Uh, but yeah, just that first statement in itself, you know, one that really stuck out to me was just like, Hey, like, yeah, you, you can, um, but I think there's going to be issues because, you know, the nature of human beings is a bit wicked and a bit depraved, oh, not a bit, but very depraved. Um, and you'll probably won't really enjoy the, the result of it. Um, you know, we see it now in, um, Chaz and Chop in, yeah, in the new United States with the kind of Chapel Hill autonomous zone, you know, where they don't have police and, and whatnot, but, there they're uh, you know, more kind of heinous crimes, um kind of open like more heinous crimes are being committed because there's no kind of regulatory kind of authority or, or body to kind of, you know to kind of give laws to, you know, prevent those kind of heinous crimes. And yeah, like that's that again is just kind of humans trying to elevate themselves to, yeah, that standard of morality and to make rules and, and whatnot because of their kind of distaste for the current system. And it just hasn't ended well. Um, all it is is just proof that, you know, we need the government and, and regulation and, and laws to live by to be able to prosper together and to live together well. and And so that, yeah, has been kind of a a real glimpse into, you know, what we're saying. Um, yeah. When we try to say, yeah, you know, we can find our own purpose and, and meaning and that, you know, that will be good enough. And that's, um, the best that can, you know, the best option that we have. And so, yeah, it really gives kind of fuel to, to this whole thing of, Hey, like, let's, let's get God involved in this and let's, um, yeah, look to him for our purpose and meaning. And, um, I think his, you know, knowledge and sense of the world and the universe and how everything works, you know, brackets, he created everything, (laughs) um, like let, let him kind of, you know, give that fulfilling purpose and, and, and goal for your life. And I don't feel like, you know, there's much to lose because you know, we're currently seeing what it's like for, for humans to, you know, say their you know, whatever they say goes in regards to morality and law, um, you know, with, you know, with, with China and North Korea and, um, and all these places that, you know, just run by one particular person. Um, and yeah, it's definitely an interesting discussion as well. Um, you know, of, of what's more effective to to get the kind of particular goal, uh, but I'm not fully like equipped to kind of talk about the politics and and all the power plays at work, um, yeah, across the different nations. But um, it's interesting to just to see as as an observer observer at the moment. Um, so so yeah, so that's that, and yeah, really something to. Yeah, really something eye-opening as well to realize, yeah, like we try to elevate ourselves, but yeah, to realize and get a mirror held up to to see like, you know, where we actually are. Um, and so it's interesting to have that perspective um, from, yeah, from this kind of reflection. And so, yeah, to kind of, you know, further kind of endorse this whole thing about um, God's, Sovereignty is the fancy word of, like, you know, he's kind of authority over all things and he's in control of everything. Um, in you know the book of Ephesians in the New Testament, chapter 1, verse 4, it says, For he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love he predestined us, which is tro- chosen before, for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ, in accordance to with his pleasure and will, to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. And so this just further means that, you know, we were created, um, you know, to know God and, you know, because of our sin issue that fractured our relationship, but, you know, through Jesus, we have this opportunity to know God and that's, um, know God as our kind of heavenly father. And that's the relationship that we were created for that. That was our, your purpose and he's created us for a particular purpose, um, on this life. And, and that, that's it, (laughs) um, to be holy and blameless in his sight. And that's through faith in Jesus. So that we're able to get to, get to know God, um, yeah, as a father, as a family thing, like that's, that's the closeness that we get to enjoy, um, you know, as, as Christians and, as people who put their trust, you know, faith and trust in in Jesus and what he's done. And yeah, so it's just been this really lovely yeah, reflection for day 2. Like I can't wait to kind of dive, kind of dig deeper into, you know, the the full like 40 um of it. And yeah, um I think yeah, the next point that kind of the book goes into is Um, you know, why does, why does God need to even make us, um, you know, the Bible tells us like he was in perfect unity within the Trinity. Um, so people would have heard, you know, God's son, Holy spirit, like, you know, (laughs) God is three parts, but one, um, and it's like, they're in perfect unity and like, they don't need, um, anyone else like they're in perfect harmony, unity, and so he's, he has created us because in the, in the Bible in John one, uh, one John chapter three, um, it talks about how God is love. So um, our our creation and our existence and our being is an expression of His love. Um, you know, as an artist kind of expresses his creativity um, with art pieces and things that tell a particular story. Um, God's expression of his love was to create us, um, create us so he could love us. Um, and that was the original plan uh, for us human beings to be in this loving relationship with him. And yeah, like it's an overused thing on, not overused, but used a lot. Um, if you drive past, you know, certain churches that have those billboards that they write little messages, um, the, yeah, a lot of it will say, you know, God is love, or when it comes to Easter, it'll, you know, you see writing in the sky from Hillsong of, you know, the cross equals heart. So, like, Christ is love and God is love. And, like, to an essence, like, it doesn't capture the full story of, of God, because there's a lot of other things as well. (laughs) So it's not just love, but love is an essence of his character. Um, you know, love of wanting, wanting the best for you and wanting you to have, you know, fulfilled life and wanting you to be in this relationship with him so that you can, um, yeah, as, as beings to kind of glorify his name. And, and that's just this wonderful, kind of purpose that we're created for. And we've definitely gone off track. <laughs> we've definitely strayed far away from that. Um, I think as you know, the number of Christians start to kind of plateau and decrease and the amount of kind of, you know, secular, secularism kind of rises and, you know, those independent thinkers and, um, and snowflakes, <laughs> um, yeah, this whole The whole connection to God and involving God in our lives has definitely, yeah, been kind of pushed down the list of priorities in life. And, you know, we're chasing, yeah, so many other things like career and self-improvement and, um, how to, you know, your mental health thing, you know, taking care of your mental health, which is definitely important. But I think in, in regards to big perspective, top priority, um, it's, yeah, like it's within top 10, like taking care of your mental health for sure. But I think number one should be, you know, having that relationship with God. Um, and we've strayed very, very far away from it. Um, and it's not the cool thing to do. And it's, you know, a message that's hard to get to, to young people and, um, you know, this kind of next generation. So as, as the years go by, like, yeah, we might see kind of, you know, religion and and Christianity kind of decrease because it's it's not a particularly cool thing. It's not trending. <laughs> Christianity is never going to be on trending um, on Twitter or Instagram or, or or the social trends. And the only time it trends is you know when there's some massive scandal and you know some you know someone does something disgraceful and in leadership and and whatnot. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, so it'll be interesting to see how, you know, things kind of pan out in the years to come, um, you know, already kind of waiting to see what you know, COVID-19 is going to pan out to be like, um, you know, in a few months time or in a few years time and what the kind of aftermath would be. And it's going to be yeah interesting and very testing of the human Spirit, um, and yeah, how we kind of to come together to rebuild, you know, our our lives and you know, the economy and and whatnot, and you know, our families and meeting together and and whatnot, and, and yeah, and so, yeah, with his love means that you know, he's taking care of us and everything's under his control, nothing takes him by surprise, um, and you know he's in control of COVID, um, even though it just seems like it's just wild and you know, it seems uncontainable and, you know, it might be just the end of humanity as we know it and whatnot. Um, but you know, the Bible tells us that God is in, in control of everything and yeah, I think that's, that's the best comfort that we can go to, uh, right now. And, um, yeah, in, invites you to, to have this relationship with him so that you can, yeah, you can talk to him and have the conversation and give him your worries and anxieties about the current climate um, and, and what's, what's happening. Um, you know, in Isaiah, in the book of Isaiah and in the Old Testament, chapter 46, verse three says, I have carried you since you were born. I've taken care of you from your birth. Even when you are old, I will be the same. Even when your hair has turned grey, I will take care of you. I made you and will take care of you. And so, yeah, just, I think, having the ability to entrust your life into, you know, God's hands, someone someone who's sovereign and is in control of everything, I think that's the just most comforting thing you can ever do. Um, Because when we try to, you know, do things ourselves, to try and take care of ourselves you know, we end up failing on many levels. Um, you know, we try to, you know, try to take care of ourselves, try to like work out and self-improve and, you know, develop these new habits, new healthy habits. Um, but you know, our discipline breaks down. <laughs> um, there are days we don't feel like doing it and we won't do it. And, you know, we want to tell ourselves it's, it's okay and, and whatnot, but, um, I think yeah, I think we need to trust less uh in ourselves although we are amazing and we are awesome for sure but I think we do need to exercise a bit of humility to yeah to realize we don't have it all together and you know we bring our broken pieces you know to God to make sense of it um and I think that's a really wonderful image um to yeah, to go about life with. And I think, I think overall, like what it actually does, like, you know, having, you know, this purpose given to you by God and, and knowing that you're not an accident, what it does is gives you hope, gives you hope that you're going to amount to something, gives you hope that you're going to fulfill a really important purpose in life. And And, you know, as we work through the book, I'm sure we'll, you know, dive deep into more practical and more kind of specific things. But I think as an overall idea, it's really kind of encouraging, um, you know, we do need courage in this life to face a lot of fears and, and whatnot, but it is really encouraging, um, yeah, to help us keep going when, yeah, during the darkest of times, um, you know, there are times where you, yeah, you do want to just give up and, you know, things are very difficult, you know, people have gone through so much and, you know, people have gone through, you know, trauma and, you know, divorced parents and gone through divorces and separations and all these fractures of relationships and fractures of what our life should be and, you know, what our life should be like and should live like, you know, there's times where, yeah, you just, lose hope because it's all just too hard to, to try and, you know, rebuild and kind of, you know, get through it. And I've definitely been through that, that period um, of life of, you know, I, you know, I don't see a way out. I don't see, um, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. Um, And and that's been particularly true. Like, you know, just in the case of a few months ago, just, you know, with the fallout from the breakup, I thought I'm just gone. (laughs) I'm just, you know, dead to the Christian community. I'm dead to, you know, those mutual friends that I had. And, and so, yeah, like, you know, compile it with, you know, not having a job and, you know, getting rejected from job interviews and just, kind of, you know, family financial stresses. And like, it just builds up and you think, you know, I'm not going to make a difference. I'm going to, like, I'm really just going to end, um, end my life. Cause I just can't see a way through. I think it's just too hard, too difficult. And yeah, I'm just going to be a burden <laughs> to people. And, um, yeah. And that, that thought was, it's just been really crippling. Uh, yeah. It's, like, to be honest. Um, and it just puts you in this really dark place of, yeah. Like why live another day? Um, and why, you know, try harder. There's just no particular, um, value in trying to improve yourself. There's no value in trying to redeem your redeem and reconcile, you know, those broken relationships or, you know, try to be a better person and, you know, better equipped to kind of, you know, grow up. There's no point in growing up because, you know, everyone hates you already. (laughs) And yeah, like that was really, difficult to deal with. And I know there's a host of people that are going through so much, you know, pain and and stress and trauma that it, yeah, like it definitely would probably, yeah, be worse than, um, have it worse than me with, you know, the different circumstances and the mistakes and things that they've done. And I think, Yeah. Like, and also when we read the news, it's just depressing (laughs) all the time and it, it's just not, yeah, like this world and all the brokenness of it, it just doesn't make for a particularly fun place to be. (laughs) It doesn't make for a, um, a joyful time. And it's so, so easy to lose hope. And I think for, like for us human beings, when we lose hope, I think f- from that, we just lose the will to continue living, um, this, you know, what we perceive to be a meaningless life. And that makes so much sense. Like if, if there's no, you know, if you, if you believe that you don't have hope and there's no light of the day at the end of the tunnel for you and it's just going to be this never-ending never ending kind of suffering and pain and anxiety and, and, you know, crippling by fear. Like, you know, if that's what your life, you know, truly is, then yeah, like, <laughs> like finding an exit would be your go-to strategy and, you know, a lot of people sadly have chosen that route. And it's, and it's a devastating option to take. Um, mm-hmm. and it definitely leaves a lot of people with unanswered questions and, um, you know, just burdens them with, you know, guilt and shame and regret of, Oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. But, you know, nothing will give them closure. And it's just this really devastating thing, you know, on all sides of of the issue like for the person who, you know, chose to end of life, it's just Yeah, like they didn't see any other option and uh, they didn't see hope. They didn't see they don't understand how things could get better and like you know, for anyone else in that situation, like an exit strategy or a way to get out of it would be the appropriate thing that anyone would choose. Um and and yeah, I think um, knowing that we have a God who's sovereign over all things and loves us deeply and knows us deeply, we can always kind of lean on him to, yeah, to provide us this hope and give us this hope and, and meaning and purpose in life so that we, yeah, we don't get into this, this way of thinking, oh, like my life is terrible and it's going to stay that way. Um, what difference is tomorrow gonna be, um, and it's yeah, like I've gone through those thoughts and they are those are damaging, and I think yeah, even just reflecting th- through yeah, this this reflection has just brought a lot of <laughs> flashbacks, but a lot of kind of thoughts I had um, months ago, where it's just really hopeless and i think the damage i did to myself has um has just been really bad really really bad and yeah um it i'm i'm glad i found this book um just day 2 out of 40 like i'm really glad i've found this book and had you know time you know made time to kind of read through this and and yeah and just helps me get that perspective so I don't kind of shove myself into this dark corner where, I'm so hopeless. And I think when you get to this place where you feel like you have nothing left to lose, I think that gets dangerous. I, you know, this is where I made, you know, really costly mistakes. This is where I made really, um, yeah, really kind of, um, yeah, the those mistakes that you don't want to admit to other people, and you know, thinking, you know, what's the difference? Like everyone, everyone hates me. Everyone doesn't, you know, want to associate themselves with me. Everyone's distancing themselves from me, not just social distancing, but like, you know, in terms of contacting, um, and and talking, and uh, yeah, I think it's just been really lovely to to have this. Yeah, book at at this particular time, and yeah, you know, I'm I'm gonna say that God, you know, um, you know, willed this to to happen for me to go to to Kurong and to pick this up at this particular time to to yeah to build up this weird discipline of reading <laughs> that I didn't really have before, and and to really sit down and um you know have this podcast to be able to keep me accountable to yeah to read through all of it and. You know, go on this journey to really reflect, um, and reflect on God's, you know, his truths through in the Bible. And it's, yeah, I, I can't really explain, <laughs> like really explain it. Um, you can only, yeah, I think do it. Um, like everything is in God's timing and he's in, he's appointed and anointed each, everything in your life. And, you know, how things will, will happen. So this is just part of the story and part of the journey. And I think this is, yeah, really helped, um, in regards to my headspace, um, yeah, to, yeah, to help me just to look up and see the lights there, um, pretty much. I'm sorry about to cry. Um, and yeah, because I was just looking down and looking all around and it just seemed dark and you know i i just went for really kind of fleeting things that were very temporary just to feel some sort of you know relief from all the you know pain and and hurt and in the end it's just done damage and done just further damage and you know at at some point you have to just realize hey like i'm made for more than this um i'm not you know here to just you know wallow in my pain and sadness and and my mistakes that, you know, there's, you know, there's a hope that's been there all this time. You just need to look up and find it. (laughs) And so that's been a really, yeah, like really lovely uh, reflection. And yeah, like, (laughs) like I feel like much lighter. I feel clearer, like, in the head, um, just this weight has been lifted off. In regards, to, yeah, of just the negative thoughts that I've just been circling around my head for the past, you know, a few months and you know for the whole year, um, yeah, um, for this year and yeah, like I, I think it's helped me just to breathe a little easier and just enjoy things a lot better. Um, Yeah. And I just, yeah, this has been so valuable. I'm, I'm a bit lost for words, but, um, yeah, I think, you know, there's the more to kind of think about and unpack for sure. But, um, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Um, and so, yeah, if you've, you know, stayed with me, stayed with me this, this far, thank you so much for listening. I hope it's yeah, I've been helpful. Like this book, I can't recommend it highly enough. Um, I don't, I mean, I'm, I'm only like, you know, day two out of 40 and, um, yeah, I can't wait to see where this kind of journey takes me and takes us because, you know, you're, you're in on this journey with me. Um, and yeah, it's called the purpose driven life by Rick Warren. Um, it's available through, I think Amazon and book depository and, and Karong and in West ride. Um, and so, yeah, uh, that's it. Hope you found it um, wonderful and easy to listen to to me talk. <laughs> um, but yeah, and yeah, hope it yeah helps you in in your life to you know fall forward and and make those yeah make that progress to you know s- see the hope that's there for you. Um, yeah, if, you know, if you're struggling and. Uh, maybe it's a good reminder for those, yeah, for other people and and whatnot, but, but yeah, so I'll leave that there. Um, thanks so much for listening again. I'm so, yeah, appreciative and really grateful for, yeah, this, this platform and this thing that I, that I'm doing to, yeah, to be able to just kind of yeah, speak freely, um, and hopefully encourage um someone to some extent or capacity and yeah like i'm overjoyed at you know some of the feedback i've been getting and um yeah helps me kind of keep going and and yeah thanks for coming along and so yeah continue to keep safe love the people around you be kind always and i'll see you in the next podcast for uh, day three Thanks so much. In love and peace. Bye.